Hello everyone and welcome to my fanfic reading. Here's a quick rundown of trigger warnings. Trigger warnings for domestic violence, violence against women, mafia romance, alternative universe, hyperfantasy, and drama. If that's not sound appealing to you, please note this might not be the episode for you, but if you are, please enjoy. Cherub in Black by the Hooligan P. Brandon, stop. Stop, Brandon. You cry through gritted teeth trying to pull your hair back and stop him from dragging you forward. All of the indignation came back to you and everything you tried to keep buried inside. You didn't deserve this type of treatment. You hadn't done anything to really anger him this time and you knew it. And through your teary eyes, everything that kept deep inside came out. And with a shrill cry that came from the depths of your soul, you cursed the day you ever got together with him and you wanted nothing more than to turn back the hands of time and scream and yell at yourself to never ever cross his path to never accept those concert tickets that would eventually lead to your downfall you scream louder hoping he'd shove you away but to your dismay he pulled you closer and before you could even think about what was happening a hard thump ricocheted on your face your breath was knocked out of your lungs your head turned to side in shock knees grew weak they hit the ground but your arms remained clasped in brandon's hands yo shut the fuck up not only can you not dress to embarrass me in public while we got home watch you whimpered tired of the same punishment and what would occur such a wrath but a simple glass of spilled wine tears fell down your face suddenly all of this because you tried to have a good valentine's day because you made plans without consulting him first you should have known that you were emasculating him he dragged you into the car pushing you inside the seat slamming the door beside your head Yet you dared not look at him. You didn't want to be hurt again. You knew he would apologize once he was in his right mind, when he was at home lounging about on the couch. You flinch as you heard the car door open. The one that you so diligently paid for every single month. He sat himself down and closed the driver's door locking you inside with the one person who wanted to hurt you the most. You wipe your nose with the sleeve of your cardigan, afraid to make a sound. The car began to move forward before he abruptly stopped. Yo, what the fuck? Brendan began to yell, but something banged on the hood of the car, and for the first time, you dared to look up. There, at the hood of your car, a man stared back at you, with only the dim lights of the overhead garage and the brights of the headlights underneath. With a faint hint of smoke swirling around his head, two pigtails sticking up in the back of his head, it seemed that the man was dressed in all black, or at least some kind of dark purple or blue, 
The way it all seemed to mesh together. The only thing you could tell was that he wore combat boots and his eyes were looking directly at Brandon. His eyes were strange, almost fully white with only the smallest of irises, giving his eyes a dead look. He barely blinked as Brandon began to yell obscenities. You fucking bastard. She felt the car move as his hand came down on the side of the car. You look up at him with even more confusion and fear. Why was any of this happening? Yo, what the fuck? You fucking bastard, what the fuck is going on here? What's your fucking problem, dude? Brandon discontinued, shouting his insults, and you looked back at the car and then at him. You shivered, feeling the fear creeping up on you. You were so close. You just couldn't escape or see anyone else around you, except for the strangers whose eyes made your skin crawl with a palpable sense of danger. As Choso stood outside of the main place, a seemingly old residential building in the shadier parts of town, yet his frustration simmered beneath the surface like a pot about to boil over. He took a long drag of his vape, the nicotine calming his nerves slightly as he tried to collect his thoughts. The neon lights the city reflected upon the asphalt, casting an eerie glow over the nearly deserted parking lot. Chelsea couldn't hear the distant sound of traffic and the occasional clatter from the restaurant nearby, but his focus was solely on the task at hand. He took another drag from his vape, the cloud of vapor swirling around him like a protective shield. Inhaling deeply, he let the nicotine soothe his fraying nerves reminding himself to stay calm and collected. He needed information on how to take care of his troublesome subordinates. For a short while, they had all gotten along. Sukuna had respected him and listened to Chosu when he talked, until Sukuna had gotten greedy. But now he had a new target, and Chosu was not ready to give him up as a business partner, at least not yet. He needed to get these fools back to selling and not fighting amongst rival gangs. He walked back and forth, his Prada boots stepping over puddles as he walked over and over again in giant circles. He was almost ready to return when the sound of a distant scream made him pause. He turned his attention to the sound watching as a woman was dragged along by a man. He watched her fight until the deafening sound of a slap crashed the parking lot. She cried out in pain and collapsed onto the ground, holding her cheek where she had just been slapped. Joseph wanted to stay out of it, but his body hummed for action. He had always believed that violence was a man's thing, something to not be brought to women. But he knew plenty of women who would vehemently disagree. She looked so scared. Choso narrowed his eyes, his gaze marking him carefully, watching them and hoping she would fight back. His heart clenched tightly and he let out a groan 
as he watched the pathetic man manhandle her. Her. Joseph puts away his vape. He never stops watching, even when the pathetic man pushes the crying woman into his car. Joseph walked into the street, his steps purposeful and resolute, as the vehicle lurched out of the garage. He positioned himself directly in its path, his gaze burning with a fierce intensity. A dark shadow passed over him as he leaned further into the road, ready to block its path. Joseph waited patiently for it to pass, as if daring the car to come closer. He took a step closer to the car when a voice, when a voice, called out from behind him. Hey, yo, watch out. Get the fuck out the way. Joseph ignored it, waiting for the car to come closer. The screech of tires filled the air as the car came to an abrupt halt. The driver startled by Joseph's sudden appearance on the hood of the car. Yo, what the fuck? Chozo chose to ignore the pathetic man's screech. He ignored the shocked expressions of those inside the vehicle. Chozo locked eyes with the man who dared to commit such an act in front of his face. He lifted his hand and slammed it against the metal. You fucking bastard, what the fuck is going on here? What's your fucking problem, dude? Chozo clashed his hands straight against the windshield, getting that familiar rush of adrenaline as he heard the crack of the glass. Get the fuck out. He said, trying to keep his voice controlled. There was no room for negotiation or hesitation in his tone, only the unmistakable command of someone who demanded respect. The man hesitated for a moment, his eyes dirtying nervously between Chozo and the woman in his passenger seat. Chozo's hands came down again, and little bits of glass fell inside the car. Chozo takes notice of the big brown eyes of the woman staring at him through shattered window with absolute worry. Ultimately, the weight of Chozo's presence proved too much to bear, and with a shaky hand, the man opened the door and stumbled out into the pavement. Chozo smirked. This was a battle he'd already won, and he was determined to win the next one. He didn't waste time jumping down from the car. Immediately, his fist collided with the man's face, sending him flying backwards and crashing into the middle of his car, blood spouting from his nose as he slumped to the ground. Joseph kicked at his body to drive any other resistance right out of him. I said, get the fuck out of here. Joseph roared. The man ran into the night with a swift motion. Joseph reached into the car, getting into the driver's seat. He didn't bother closing the door as he parked it by the restaurant's back door. He looked at the woman, who was somewhere between fear and numbness. His expression softened slightly as he turned to see the woman face to face. His gaze filled with a mixture of concern and determination. Despite the chaos of the moment, he remained calm and collected, knowing his actions could make all the difference to her. Are you hurt? He asked gently, his voice reassuring 
a presence in the darkness. He reached out his hand, offering her support and comfort. Fine. I'm okay. Thank you for helping me. He watched the shadow of uncertainty dance on her caramel skin that seemed to glow from within. Do me a favor, stay here. He opened the door and handed her the keys. I'll take you someplace safe. Lock yourself in here and don't unlock it for anyone but me. Joseph took his time walking back to the residential building, leaving her behind. He didn't want to look back. If she left by the time that he returned, then he wouldn't bother to think of her again. But if she was there, then he would do his best to help her get on her feet. He couldn't afford to dwell on what happened next. He had made a promise himself to keep the woman safe, and he intended to fulfill it. Even as he entered the building, ready for a more nefarious type of work. It took a little longer than expected for the meeting to end, yet not disheartened. He ran to the corner, his eyes fell upon the car. A wave of relief washed over him like a cool breeze on a hot summer day. There she was, parked and patiently waiting for him. A sense of gratitude welled up inside of Choso. As he had approached the car, his steps lighter, with the weight of his worry lifting off his shoulders. He couldn't help but to admire her and her resilience. He admired her from afar, the poise of her posture, the deepness of her brown eyes. With a grateful smile, Chozo opened the door and climbed into the driver's seat. I'm surprised you stayed. The woman looked into his eyes. I've got nowhere else to go. Don't tell me the bastard lays with you. The woman quickly looked away, regret becoming evident on her face. He couldn't imagine what the bastard had put it through. He removed his jacket, throwing it over her chest. Anywhere you want to go. You know, where's the closest cliff? I do. But I'm not going to take you there. And I'm not letting you drive there either. So don't even think about it. Joseph took out his vape once again and began to take another hit. What are you doing with a bastard anyways? That bastard is my boyfriend. She said, finally facing him. He tried not to let the bright eyes melt him too much. I hope you mean ex-boyfriend. Yeah, no more of that asshole. This ends here. Chelsea fixed the seat to let himself recline a little bit easier. Only I could find a way to end my relationship on Valentine's Day. Oh, it's Valentine's Day. Chozo took a second and remembered all of the heart paraphernalia he had come across at the pharmacy he'd entered a week ago. Yes. A soft hint of a smile forming on her round lips. And my friends have their own dates. I don't need to ruin their night. I understand. You know what? Why don't I take you out? He didn't miss how her eyes skipped around. You're not locked in here with me. You can say no. But my car? I'll have that taken care of. My car is right up the street. But I look like a mess. Not to me. What if I embarrass you? Then I'll laugh. Be prepared though, my laugh is anything but pretty. Chozo flashed her a goofy grin. The woman laughed softly. It was melting but harsh. <laughs> the sound that made him want to listen to her all night. But the situation demanded something else. Something deeper 
So what do you say? Sure, why not? Great. Leave the keys in there. Someone's going to fix that for me. Since I'm assuming it's your car, not that asshole's. They both exited the car, but she seemed to not disagree. Her silence spoke louder than words to him anyways. Chozo offered her his hand, and the woman accepted without a question, letting him, the man who no more than one hour ago made her blood run cold, now pulled her out of her vehicle. A small wary smirk curved at the corners of his mouth. He wrapped her hand around his arm as he guided her towards his car. He led her hand slightly at first and soon felt bold enough to lace his fingers throughout hers. As they reached his car, Chozo, unlocking the doors, went on the opposite side, opening the car door for her. Well then, come on. As they joined throughout the city lights, Chozo couldn't shake the feeling of gratitude towards the bastard who could fuck up on such a fucking opportune night such as this. His mind raced, trying to think of a place that would make them both feel comfortable. Um, listen, I know this might seem sudden, but would you be my valentines? The woman's eyes temporarily widened as surprise, but a small smile turned the corner of her lips. I, I'd like that. She replied softly, her voice filling with a mix of relief and gratitude. So here's what I'm thinking. I know a restaurant no more than 20 minutes from here located on a cliff that overlooks a pretty little lake. Are you talking about Lumiere de Lune? Ah, you've been. He raised an eyebrow, a little concerned about having to think about a completely new place. His mind already began to race. No, but it's almost impossible to get in. I tried to get reservations once and the price for a reservation blew me back to economy class practically told me I couldn't afford to look. Chozo tightened his lips, afraid of laughing. No worries with me, darling. You will do more than just get in the door. He watched as her face turned away, how her hands delicately touched her swollen cheek. I don't think I should. His heart instantly broke. Of course, she might not want to be seen at the moment. He chastised himself for being so ignorant. Your appearance is perfect to me, but I understand. Let's keep everything low key. She sank into her seat, and he wished she could turn back the hands of time. Choso drove into a marionette hotel, leaving his car with the valet as he took her inside. It was a little more silent than he'd wanted to be as he led her through the elevator. I like to come here often. In the back, there's a nice little walking path with stores by the water. He handed her an extra key to the hotel room. Just make yourself comfortable, and I'll be back. The woman nodded, making herself comfortable, and he watched her as she laid on the bed, expanding her body, stretching from side to side. Not wanting to stare too much, he made a point to quickly leave. Downstairs, he found all of their small boutiques packed back to back, and he picked up a few band-aids, a dress that just happened to catch his eye. I had no clue if it was truly her size or if she'd even love it but he knew he liked the velvety feel of it. He only hoped he can do her some justice. When he returned, he found her laying upon the bed, her shoes off as she scrolled through her phone. He did his finding upon the bed, eager to see her reaction. And it was just that he had imagined. She was more than eager to feel the dress around her fingers. Yet he made it a priority to address her wounds first, 
Luckily, she let him. He gently placed a band-aid over each injury as best as he could. He didn't complain, nor did she say anything throughout the whole process. He noted how her eyes never left the bag he had so delicately placed beside her. In fact, her eyes hadn't moved the bag since she seen the gift. After everything was done, he handed her the bag. I know you're curious. Go on, open it. Slowly, she opened the bag, revealing the contents within. I don't understand why. You don't have to understand. Just tried it on. She hesitated for a moment, as if unsure of herself. But she took the dress with her to the bathroom, and while she closed the door behind her, Tulsa heard the shower run. Sound of water hitting the tile floor. Joseph leaned in against the wall, his head back, closing his eyes briefly, wondering to himself what was the use of doing all of this for a woman he didn't even know. Yet, he could not deny the excitement of getting to watch her all dolled up for him. Feeling a little self-conscious, he inspected himself in the full-length mirror. His hands ran through his hair, which had been styled slightly messily, as if he wondered if that could be enough. Maybe he should try to look good. He brought down his hair, letting it flow loosely past his shoulders. His eyes still looked tired, with their slight purple tint underneath the tear ducts. He rolled up the sleeves of his crisp velvet shirt the fabric hanging off his muscular arms snugly. As he flexed slightly, he couldn't help but admire the way his muscles rippled beneath the fabric, a testament of his strength and his hard work. With each flex of his bicep, he felt the urge of confidence coursing through his veins as his posture straightened and he prepared himself to make a lasting impression on his date, adjusting the cliff of his sleeves with the deft flick of his wrist. He made sure that every detail was perfect, from the way his shirt hung on his frame to the subtle gleam of his watch against his wrist. Satisfied with his appearance, Joseph flashed a confident grin at his reflection. His eyes sparkled with a hint of mischief when he heard the door open. Swear. Do you like it? I love it. Not a moment was missed before they were already downstairs, eating, whining, and dining. Her long dress hugged her curves in all the right places. Her beauty had left him silent, but still enchanted by her wit and her amazing ability to keep the conversation going between them. When all the exhaustion of the day had faded, making him feel more alive than when he had met her. Before they knew it, dinner had turned into a leisurely stroll along the scenic roof of the hotel. Two bottles of wine in hand, they wandered beneath the moonlit sky. With each step, they grew closer, their laughter mingling with a gentle breeze as they stayed with the moment together. God, I could have never seen this day going like this. You're telling me you don't often get saved by men like me? I suppose not. You are kind of a wild card. But you're different than any man I've ever encountered. I'm not- Chosa gulped down wine letting some of the contents drip from his mouth down to his neck. And before he could think, she was close, her tongue darting out to lick at the droplet 
the head managed to slip past his collarbone. He felt himself shiver with the sensation. Complaining though. Chozo tried to ignore the feeling of arousal rising within him. Instead, focusing on how she seemed to draw him in with her touch. There's something about you, isn't there? She gulped down the last few sips of her wine bottle. Something fuckable. The night had nearly ended. The woman slept peacefully in the bed beside him. Her bruised cheek, a painful reminder of the cruelty she had endured. A fierce protectiveness swelled up in Choso's chest, unable to shake the anger and determination coursing through him. He slipped out of bed with careful precision, not wanting to disturb her rest. Quietly, he made his way to the corner of the room, his mind racing with thoughts of retribution for the man who dared to harm her. With a steady hand, he dialed Sakuna's number, his voice low and resolute. I've got a special job for you. Ah, uh, for me. Tell me more. Yes, there's someone who needs to be disposed of. Hi. So, I normally don't do this, but um, as this was quite a different type of episode, and I don't normally do a lot of Arthur's notes or whatever, but this is going to be definitely like a bit of a note about the process on this one, because I kind of did a lot of new techniques. I tried to use like AI, like voice cloning, and like so many different editing techniques. And I definitely had a lot of fun doing this, even though I feel like this was highly draining. It was so much fun to complete and do. And I really want to thank everyone who listened in. I appreciate it. I don't say it all the time, but I do. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening. I hope this wasn't too bad. I hope that I get better with the AI cloning and using technology to like really advance like the work. Um, but yeah. Thank you guys for joining me. Okay, bye.